I'm Kelly Harrell, author, modern animist, and creator of The Weekly Rune. Solentin Arts is my soul-tending practice, and you're listening to What in the Weird, my podcast in which I talk about runes, animism, soul-tending, and how each of those intersects through sacred activism on my path. The Weekly Rune is out, and if you're not sure what it is, it's a runecast that I've done for years focused on the runic calendar and the current half-month rune. You can find the archive of all of the runecasts on my site, solentinarts.com, and if you're not sure what a half-month is, listen to the early episodes of What in the Weird, or just go read the weekly rune at Solentin Arts. It's explained at the beginning of every runecast. I want to thank all of my Patreon supporters who make the sharing of my rune work through the RuneCast and this podcast possible with their financial support. If you'd like to support the Weekly Rune, you get access to the full RuneCast, no ads, more details on the RuneCast, weekly prompts for engaging the half-month rune in your personal work, and a Galder recording for how to work with the Weekly RuneCast through chanting. You can contribute as little or as much as you'd like, and the rewards scale according to what you'd like to receive. And if you don't want any rewards, you just want to show your support, you're welcome to do that. Go to patreon.com and search for The Weekly Rune. You can also subscribe to the free version of The Weekly Rune by going to soulintentarts.com. And thank you so much for doing that. This week, we transition into the third et, which we learned in the last episode is a pretty big deal. We left the second et feeling out our role in divinity, and we come into the third et humbled. Again, folks who are new to direct relationship might think, ah, yes, divinity, I bask in the awesomeness of me, which isn't exactly wrong. It is partly that because we don't cheerlead ourselves enough. But as we've also learned, there are humility pills swallowed all along that self-realization, and they temper our egos. They let us find the ways that we can take action to not just think of ourselves as divine, but to live in a divine way. The distinction is pretty big. It means We don't just get to keep our divinity to ourselves, but we are sacred duty bound to bring it back to the world in a way that the world needs it. Not the way it suits us, but in a way the world needs our divinity. In episode 16, I'm going way back, uh, we talked about the more mythological story of Tiwaz, how it relates to PTSD, that is post-traumatic stress disorder, and my personal survival story. I call Tiwaz the survivor rune, but it's also the PTSD rune. Episode 16 is worth listening to to give you more scope for Tiwaz and kind of the 101 for what I'm going to discuss in this episode. So go check it out. It's episode 16. What I want to focus on with this year's time with Tiwaz is what lies in the gap between realizing that plan A isn't going to work and moving ahead with plan B. And what's in that gap is grief. Grief is one of, 
if not the most elusive feeling and states of being to cope with. It doesn't have a straight line. There's no therapeutic model to track how you're doing with it. It has no timeline, no particular end. It's more like a spiral because long past the grievous event, it revisits us in anniversaries, memories, triggers. And if you're grieving a situation that's still playing out, you know, it is possible to be in the grievous event over a long period of time, fully aware of the things that it's costing you. That would be compact post-traumatic stress, right? In which you're still enduring and in the inflicting pain and grieving it at the same time. There's no model for how to deal with that. There's no five tips and tricks blog post for coping with that kind of grief. And the kind of grief that Tiwaz is referring to is gut-wrenching. And it's known to you. That's kind of one of the caveats of Tiwaz. It's not a grief that sneaks up from behind. I mean, maybe its origin did. But by the time it reaches its threshold with Tiwaz, when Tiwaz is on the scene, you know it. And you know it's time. When we become paralyzed in grief, which is what the narrative of Tiwaz touches on, that gap, that grief, becomes post-traumatic stress or compact post-traumatic stress. And those in soul language are soul loss. In a shamanic perspective, the soul isn't this one lump unit. It's a collective of infinite components that come and go and engage in all things all the time. The question is how conscious we are at an earthly level or how much we can allow ourselves to be aware of that engagement. And part of that engagement comes in the form of soul parts wandering out to learn and connect so that we widen our awareness and grow. Soul loss is what happens when a soul aspect wanders out and can't get back to the earthly awareness or A grievous event happens that triggers a soul part to leave. The result of that departure is the parts of us cared for by that soul part become out of balance. The skills that that soul part took care of. We can't function at the same level without that soul part. So it isn't that a soul part is lost in the way that your car keys are, although I guess we could argue that one way or the other. The thing is, Reasons that soul aspects leave could be something like puberty. I mean, that's pretty damn traumatic. And, you know, if we're here, it happened. The end of a relationship, it could be illness, surgery, the death of a loved one, or personal injury. But regardless of the originating experience, the lack of these soul parts leaves us with less skills, less motivation, in some cases even less desire for life, Or even maybe whole memories are gone. We may become physically ill. There are very real-life, tactile ways that soul loss manifests in our everyday. And it shows up in these different expressions of grief. Why tie all of this together? Why bring up soul loss if grief is something we can't control? 
Part of our experience at the runic calendar is these gorgeous short half months with each rune every year, giving us the opportunity to brush up on a particular skill set. And the skills of Tiwas are those of survival, and survival is about processing grief. Any form of survival is about processing grief. It, it's not about being stuck in the wound. So I challenge you over the next couple of weeks to examine where you are stuck in life and puzzle out what resources are needed to get you unstuck. It may not be a soul retrieval. It may be something more mundane like taking a class to get some information that you need or to help you get to a place you need to be in your life. It could be seeking support on some personal matter or just cleaning your house. Maybe that's been getting on your nerves. All of these things are life force. The tasks, the doing of them, they're all life force. Changing the way you do them, the way you engage them, changes your life and that of the people around you. But, you know, maybe it is soul retrieval. Maybe that is something that calls to you. Feel free to write to me and ask how I work with that and if that's something that we might be able to work together on. My point is there are resources and the time to brush up on them isn't when you're in the gap. I mean, you can do that. I'm not discouraging you from getting help if you're grieving now. It's harder to do that when you're in the middle of it. It's hard to ask for help when you're in the middle of it. But I'm here. People are here in your life. Reach for the support that you need. And what I'm saying is that the arrival of Tiwaz in the calendar is your rune day planner note to learn the skills to foster your divinity. Don't just be aware of it. You have to grow it. You have to tend it. You have to feed it so that when there are grievous events, you have that divinity to stand on. You have an awareness of plan B and that there are supportive folks around you to help you whip it out. If you want to understand post-traumatic stress and compact post-traumatic stress at a psychological and behavioral level, a couple of resources that I suggest on learning about PTSD and coping with grief are The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. Really difficult to read on many levels, but amazing information. And perhaps something that can help point you in the right direction of resources for yourself. Another is the work of Pixie Lighthorse. Yes, I did just say Pixie Lighthorse, which her work is grounded in rich spiritual support and how grief really works and looks as part of divinity in every day. Find your resources. Take care of yourself. I'm here. Thank you for being there. Let's do this. That's it for this episode. If you have questions or insights about working the runes in season, or you just need a cheerleader, feel free to email me at kelly at solentonarts.com. Or you can call in through the Anchor app, which is how I record What in the Weird, and you can download Anchor on Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and all those other platforms for podcasts. If you get a chance, check out Everyday Animism, which I co-host with a couple of other lovely ladies, Brandis Schnabel 
and Janet Roper, which is also on Anchor. And other podcasts you may enjoy are Around Grandfather Fire, hosted by James Stovall and Sarenth Odinson, and Why Shamanism Now, hosted by Christina Pratt. You can learn more about me and my work by visiting soulintentarts.com. And I'm most active on social media at Instagram at Kelly Soul Arts. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird.